0: Hello and welcome back to the Loose Change podcast, where we have a couple of guys giving their two cents on everything hockey. Today we got Braden and Tyler. That's us. I'm Tyler. This is Braden. We're missing Kai and Stu. You know what? We'll be back next week with them. But for now, stuck with the two best hosts. Oh well. Uh, Braden, what do you think about the? Colorado Avalanche. Are they the new dynasty? I hate how often that question's been asked already. Baby, hit my line, and I'll hold on to you, just like Philip Pritchard holds on to the Stanley Cup. Um,
1: I don't know, man. Like we'll see. Like it's so hard to build a dynasty in today's NHL. I don't want to hear people going, "Oh, Tampa Bay doesn't count because it's in three P." Like Tampa's a dynasty. Um, Colorado's got the means to do it. Like they're gonna lose some big players moving forward. Um, Nichuskin obviously is gonna take a ridiculous amount of cap space for some poor team this season and not deliver up to those expectations. Uh, and they've got Nathan McKinnon's extension kicking in soon. Landis Gog's gone up. So we're going to start seeing them lose to see a lot of pieces, but
0: they're going to go down the tamper route
1: where they're going to go rebuild down that their camp. third line. Yep. They're going to have to rebuild year. the third line. They're going to lose pieces, but you know, Darcy Kemper's, I don't know, we'll see if Darcy Kemper's gone or if he's still here to stay, but that's a team where if you look at the patience that they've taken to building the current team that they have and just how strong of a management team that that whole team has or that organization has rather, you know, that's not just including Joe Sakic, but everybody involved in that front office. Um, they'll it is, figure it out.
0: Like that's, they, they, can. It out.
1: They, they can absolutely be the next dynasty, right? And really of who's going to challenge them.
0: They're the favorites next year by a lot. They're plus 500 to win. The Leafs are the second favorites. So it's like, yeah,
1: I guess there's the betting, but like, you know, I, I, I'm just thinking more of there's teams that are on like that level. So there's Tampa and there's Colorado. Is there anyone like, like that's the tier, right? Like that's them.
0: I think you're right.
1: They're a tier of their own.
0: I think you're right. It's just those two at that point. And then there's a bunch of teams in the second tier that I put like Toronto, Florida, um, Almost the Rangers, but like teams like that, that I could see winning, but maybe we'll like get Edmonton. Into
1: Florida. Uh, I've got some questions.
0: Yeah. But, yeah. You don't know about with, them, eh? Okay. We'll get start
1: with Colorado, Tampa Bay.
0: Let's start with Colorado and Tampa Bay. It was a great series. It was everything we asked for. <laughs> Thank God it went to six games. Every game besides that 7 0 spanking by Colorado was very close. It's disappointing to not see them win on home ice, but still. The Cup celebration and the interviews after the handshake line, it's proof every single year that the Stanley Cup playoffs are the best playoffs in sport.
1: Dude, I'd be that happy, too, if I got to eat bread again after a whole year without
0: it. (laughs) You think that's what it was? eh? I think that's That's that motivation. They needed to end it in six. They're all starving.
1: We get to have gluten tonight. And the first thing they did, they filled up the thing up with beer.
0: Braden, explain um, to the viewers why uh, Colorado gets to eat carbs.
1: You see viewers, appreciated listeners. Uh, Nathan McKinnon doesn't allow any carbs on that team. No, you can eat them, but he will judge you. But he does give you a
0: snarly look.
1: But McKinnon replaced all of the uh, food in the locker room itself with like non gluten options. like <laughs> It's like chickpea pasta now or like just no bread. So if you want your own bread, you got to go elsewhere for it. You can't come to the abs locker room expecting that. So uh evidently it's paid off
0: it has paid off i yeah, mean the,
1: the key to being the tampa bay lightning was chickpea pasta
0: leadership but, by diet
1: and le- <sighs> honestly though as far as leadership goes like can you like when was the last time you saw two guys give it their all to the extent that mckinnon and Landeskog did in that series
0: i honestly don't think i've seen it in my leafs before you know what i mean i've, I've look at austin matthews and mitch martyr and like I want them to watch that finals back over and over and over again and look at the will of those two guys and Stamkos on the other side too. Not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but yeah. The He's captains a great captain, were man,
1: that this season's really made me realize like how great of a captain Stamkos is.
0: Do you remember but... three years ago when Stamkos was literally being Said, "Oh, he's injury prone. This is kind of the downfall. He's the new Tyler Sagan. He's not going to be elite anymore. You remember? There that? was
1: people last year saying that Tampa should trade Stamkos. He's a washed-up third liner. He's not oh, yeah. that good anymore. You're an idiot if you said that, dude. Like, are you kidding? It's still Stephen Stamkos. Like, it's Stephen fucking Stamkos. And this year, he was Stephen Stamkos. Is he Nikita Kutrov? No, but he's so much more in some ways. Right?
0: He's still um, one of the best first-line centers in the league."
1: the days of him scoring 60 are gone even 50 right did he get 50 this year
0: no but he did get 100 points so exactly so who cares yeah
1: <laughs> like um that pure goal scorer is not who he was like that's i don't want to say it's gone because he's still a sniper but he, he's evolved the game in so much different ways and uh just the leadership that he brings to the table and that team it's he's a great captain but you but think Landis on the other side eh there's that one video of Landeskog blocking the shot and just crawling, like crawling to the bench when play goes the other way. But he stays on until like it gets out, and McKinnon like helping him out, and you know the guys on the bench grabbing him. And it's just like holy fuck! Like it makes you, it reminds you just how painful it is to win a Stanley Cup and what it
0: takes to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, and there's leaders all up and down that lineup. I think Cadre a leader in that locker room, and he had absolutely to get, he had to get his. Skates tied by the trainer before each and every game, very Okay, so I saw that. I was wondering, like,
1: do you think there was, okay, like the trainer ties him up? And do you think it was like when he's looking, going, is that tight enough for you? And Nas, is like, I want a little tighter. He's like, okay, make some tighter. That's too tight. Like, I can't feel my toes. And he's like, oh, that hurts. Like, I, I don't want it that much. Like, do you think they have to play around with it just to get it just right? Or do you think Nas is just like, ah, I kind of like him, like, you know, however he likes some and the trainer just did his best to accommodate that.
0: I could see that being like kind of a funny sketch. I could see that being like a Seinfeld bit almost.
1: Right? Just yeah. keep just keeps asking him every every other intermission. You know what? Every other need to be I a bother. Skating around, you know, loosen them up. I need them tighter again.
0: Codri said he had a broken hand, and how about that game four overtime goal? I mean Dude, and how about, how about the quote? The quote. How yeah, why are, you know what that's the name of the podcast episode? Already, just the quote of Cadre's, yeah. How about that? Is that, that? Quote? okay? <clears throat> Sorry, for the viewers or for the listeners, the quote, Braden. All right, so uh yeah, the Cadre quote here,
1: after uh, winning the Stanley Cup and being interviewed, he goes, "For those, for those uh, who thought I was a liability in the playoffs, they can kiss my ass." As uh, some of you may know, Nas has uh, a little bit of a background in terms of his. Uh, you know, let's say his ability to not be a liability in the Stanley <laughs> Cup playoffs, uh, which may have been the reason he's no longer a Toronto Maple Leaf. So that quote. Yeah, that quote, man. Is he saying that in general to like just people who made fun of him for always being suspended, or is that directly at Dubas and Shanahan?
0: I think it's specifically to the Toronto media. It's specifically to Dubis. It's specifically to Shanahan. It's specifically to anyone that told him, you are too much of a liability to be on the Leafs team. So I that's think,
1: what I was going with. Do you think like, they said that to him when they traded him?
0: I think that was clear. Like It was implied, and they must have. Yeah, I think everyone knows that the reason Kadri was traded was because he got suspended two playoffs in a row. And there were. he's our second-line center and one of our best players. Those two last two things were still true before and after the trade. Like when you trade away one of your best players and replace him with Kerfoot, no offense, Kerfoot, love him. You can't do that. And I think he carried that with him, has been an underdog since then. And he told everyone to kiss his ass. And you know what? Pucker up, everybody. Even pucker up Tyler. Like I used to legit be like you know what I get the trade like I wish Kadri was leaf but I understand it because what if he does it a third time you know what he was one of the best players you can't worry about what ifs like that
1: but here's the thing here's the thing there is that to, to me there's almost two ways to go at it in that well there are two ways to trade him where you don't but and I mean in analyzing now I still from the record Rose I think it was the right it was the right move to move on from Nas
0: at the time, I agree.
1: Then there like then, but that's it. It's what's going on at the time. Right. We have the benefit it's of hindsight. hindsight. Of course, hindsight. we have fucking hindsight. But even then, he got suspended again. He got suspended last year. He did. Dude, if you got suspended four times out of five years in the Stanley Cup final, and not in the final, sorry, but in the playoffs. Dude, clean your fucking act up. Like absolutely you should be traded. Yeah. It was right to move him. And even, oh, he still got suspended. Yeah, and yeah, like he did get suspended. Um, did he get as much heat as he normally would for it? No, because it was with a new team. And there was it's... a year in between suspensions, I think, right? Like, didn't he manage to go one year without, and then he got one the year after? That's yeah, right. so like he had a bit of a cool down period, and it's a new team, so it's not the same. But like...
0: Also not awful. Toronto, which I mean, is like a big thing.
1: Yeah, not Toronto or one of the big... It's not to say Colorado doesn't have any media coverage, but like it's not Toronto, Vancouver, New York. Right. Um, Montreal right like it's not one of the the Meccas but It's still like It was the right move to trade him now I think that how that return Ended up playing out for the Leafs Has soured a lot of people's opinions Long before Nas even got The cup here
0: yeah It's just of course he's You're gonna think about as a Leafs fan when you Saw him carry (laughs) the cup around you felt like it Was it was your guy doing It
1: yeah but you're a Leaf fan Like before Nas, it was, who
0: was it? Who was it last year? Bozak, it was Kessel. It was was Bozak,
1: it was Kessel. Bogosian wasn't last year, but like there's always a guy in the Leafs who's left and found greener pastures. And sorry, (laughs) like that's what happens. Like it's part of being a fan.
0: That's why I think free agents should sign one-year deals with the Leafs knowing that as soon as you go elsewhere, you're going to do well. If not in Toronto, you'll do it next year. It's a good oh, homage.
1: Who signed that mega deal?
0: The Which one, mega deal? Like
1: one one year. Was it, it was Taylor Hall,
0: right? In Buffalo, and he was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The seven million dollar one-year deal yeah. in Buffalo.
1: <laughs> just see you guys doing that in Toronto.
0: I can't believe he well, I can't believe he got shafted and ended up with Buffalo as his only suitor because his agent kind of messed with him, is the story there.
1: Really? I, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, Nashville.
0: He had Nashville that wanted to have him. And uh, there is all but done. Agent, like, asked for too much money. They said, you know what? Went in a different direction. Had only Buffalo left. Damn, I'm sure I he would have preferred Nashville. That. Really? Huh. Yeah, I heard on 32 thought Thoughts, the podcast. Uh, no free ads, but it's the second best hockey podcast around. Um. I Over say. to Tampa though. Oh, go ahead.
1: Yeah. Well, I was gonna say yeah. Moving on to Tampa. Um. Oh, I liked Tampa. You know, I what? didn't they have did an it. issue with them being back to back champs. The dynasty. And, well, they did it, in that they made they made me not like them though.
0: Yeah, they finally did it. Oh my! Fucking That's what it took. God. John well, Let's Cooper. talk about it. Let's, let's take 10 minutes it.
1: to review every single goal because John Cooper doesn't think any goal should be allowed to count against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Let's have Pat Maroon bitch and moan about every single fucking call that happens on the ice. He said, Slash that he gave? Just yeah. two hands a guy. No call. And why is there no call? Oh, because maybe John Cooper's going to call us out. Is the NHL refs are too scared to do anything once they get called out. It's hilarious. It's tried and true method. Is You look at it, it's hilarious. Is that? A team is down to nothing in the playoffs or in the series. And then the coach comes out and they go, Oh, the ropes are shafting us. And then the refs just put the whistles away at the next game. It happens.
0: they like, like We don't want to be play? in the headlines tomorrow. Nope. We're just shut up.
1: Yep. That Kael McCarr play, game five.
0: The one where he, he said, p- Are you fucking kidding
1: yeah, me? Dude splits the D in completely blatant splat- a slash. No call. Why? Because it would have been a five on three. And no five on threes allowed. john cooper might get mad at us dude he two-handed the guy in the fucking hands
0: that's a call we've been talking about it literally since episode two i went back and looked at the podcast description and we said the poor officiating in round one like the, it's well, every year with the playoffs it's never gonna the change. playoffs it's with the nhl oh the nhl playoffs specifically i mean like they'll never call it the same as the regular season yeah, and to be straight, like I don't have an
1: issue with the too many men call or non-call, rather, sorry, because like that play happens hundred times a game.
0: First of all, I've been arguing that a, a lot, and there might be some listeners here who think that that was too many men, and maybe by the book, it was no, too many men. No, by the book, men. it's not.
1: By the book, it's not. That's the funny thing.
0: The have seen states, some
1: people argue it. The rulebook states that if a player is within five feet of the bench and is going for a live change or a line change, they are not considered part of the play and are not considered. Like on the ice.
0: I didn't know you had inside sources like that. Well, how about that? Dude, that's a real book. Was he within five feet? Yeah, he was touching the fucking bench. Also, the spirit of too many men is if there's too many men influencing the play. Yep. Like how many have you watched? Everyone's watches hockey that or watches hockey that listens to this podcast. We see this 50 times a game where there's seven men on the ice at the same time. Mm-hmm. Two are changing, two are getting on.
1: Just we, we don't get. And I know a key off. part of this yeah. is
0: like that you have to have possession. Go watch that play. Tampa has
1: seven guys on the ice when that happens. Yeah. Now they don't have possession, but they also have too many. Like they also have seven men on the ice because of a line change. Like that shit happens.
0: So I agree, Braden. I thought it was pretty BS of Cooper to go on the stand and be like, my heart breaks for the players. The oh, rest really done us in. No,
1: they didn't, John. You just play a boring fucking game and you
0: want more calls on your side and also your team is not the better team in this scenario the better team nope. won uh, by the way they played yeah for sure Colorado was the better team with the worst goalie for sure
1: yeah like that's the thing right if we go on paper like I still have a tough time saying who the better team is but like given
0: how they played dude Colorado dominated yeah like that was all labs it was it was all abs like tampa was missing sorelli but I Cadre didn't have a hand, you don't know. You Co- hand. Colorado no d- had some injuries. No point, no Sorelli. <laughs> they they were beat up by the end, tired. stemco and Paul took over ninety percent of the draws in the last two games. Yeah. So, but like, what are you gonna do? To, They're still going to be a, considered a dynasty in my books, though. Yes, they
1: are a dynasty, as they should, dude. That's a dynasty.
0: I want to hear no questions about it.
1: And you remember how it started.
0: It started with John Tortorella John and
1: Tortorella.
0: the Lujak, It's knocking but them to But they out. had
1: the patience to not blow it up. So Toronto, don't blow it up.
0: I don't think they will. And that leads us right into offseason expectations. And let's start with the Leafs because you know what? Playoffs are over, baby. It's time to talk Maple Leafs hockey again. I'm psyched for next year. As soon as we find a goalie, that is. What are we going to do? Are we going to sign Jack Campbell? Let's start there because no. you think Buffalo is the prime target.
1: Yes. I think Buffalo is going to go. Here's what you want, and Jack Campbell's going to go. Okay, thanks. But Now that's not to say that he. Won't, I don't think he'll sign. Well, I, I, that's not to say I won't. Th- I don't think he'll sign in Toronto. As I say, I think he's going to sign in Buffalo. Um, I can st- like this is not to say I don't think Jack Campbell's not going to sign in Toronto. Like I can see him signing in Toronto.
0: What would you um, give the chances? Because for me as the Leafs fan, I'm feeling like maybe one out of three, one out of four times he'll do it. I think 60 40, he's gone. Maybe 65 yeah. 35. Like I think it's more likely than that he's gone <sighs> just because. Me
1: too. Either he's, his heart's in Toronto. Jack Campbell's heart is in Toronto without a doubt. That guy loves Toronto. He does. But
0: he has made essentially no money up to this point. He
1: hasn't, he hasn't made enough money.
0: Team? I'll pull him up right now, but you're right. He's basically has the option of he can go for Toronto or he can cash in with another team and kind of set up his himself and his family. And that's a tough question when you ask yourself, well, hey, there's a $20 million part? difference here.
1: Here we go. So his total career earnings is like 3.79 mil. Oh, sorry. No, he has signed five contracts with a total value of $10,725,000. Okay, now that's not the uh, worst. That's still pretty decent.
0: Yeah, but like, this is the year, right? This for is him the to cash go him. in for it. He's 30 like,
1: years his, old. His biggest deal was a two-year 3.3 3 million. Right. The one before that was a two-year 1.35 million. And the before that was a two-year 1.25 mil. Like, <sighs> this is his chance to actually make like that. Like he's gonna, he can make five million dollars per.
0: Yeah, and there's gonna be teams offering him that, and Buffalo's if the Leafs to. can't do it,
1: and they can't, and here's the thing, I don't think they should. Yeah? Do you feel comfortable giving Jack Campbell five by five? I
0: don't. You're right. No, you but, shouldn't. Like You shouldn't. And that's why I would feel comfortable giving him four, though. <sighs> I do feel comfortable giving him four million. Um, He's 30 years old. I think for me, he's at least a proven 1A, if not a great 1B. I'd give him a Jake Allen type contract. $4 million for three years.
1: Three years, yeah, you can do for sure, but he doesn't take that. Like, he laughs at you. That's spitting in his face.
0: I think that's what that's what we're coming to the conclusion, though. It is, He's right? not because... going to be in Toronto, because Toronto can't really do much more than, I know you're probably not going to accept this, but here's her offer.
1: Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing, like, four by three and five by five, like, they don't sound as far apart as they are. Because when you just say it that way, you go, oh, well, it's only a million difference for two years. Right. And then you think of what the actual value is. That's twelve million dollars versus twenty-five million dollars.
0: The years is something that Buffalo can afford. That Arizona can afford. That maybe even other teams that we haven't thought about, like in the West, that could use a new changeup of goalie, like Edmonton. You know, like there's teams that are gonna gonna go out there and throw money at him. You're right, and that leads me to the belief that I'll say it right now for the purpose of this conversation, I think he's gone. Marazic so too. might be gone, might stay. I think Marazic's
1: gone. They find a way, but then... Who
0: that leaves no-till? them with no starter, so what are they going to do?
1: Well, here's the thing. And I'm reminded of, like, Lou Lamorello in this. And that if you need a goalie, you can go out and get a goalie.
0: There's, like, Flurry. there's
1: Huso... Blue didn't sign a goalie. He traded for one.
0: Yeah, and you know what? I think there's a goalie in Anaheim that's stuck behind a really good goalie named Stollars. Stallars is who I want the least to take a look at because he's serious? a really big goalie. He's really big. I think he's better than a backup. Are you serious? I do think so, yeah. Isn't he like twenty eight? Isn't he old? I think he's better than the backup, and he hasn't really had the opportunity. Because with- I thought you were going
1: for John Gibson in a second. On, to me, John Gibson is a walking red flag. Like, I would not go anywhere near that. Oh, no, no. I'm going age.
0: towards Stollers. Stollers has, is 28. You're right. But he's 6'6", 243, and it's only 62 NHL career games. But that's not enough for me to bait. Dude, you're supposed to be. This isn't a, let's see what we've got. That's a good bet for a Team like Buffalo. Dude, but you're Braden. Leaves, like you're supposed to be going for the Stanley Cup. No, I get that, Brad. But here's the situation we're in there. They if they can't sign Jack, there's no other goalie on the market. Besides, we can talk. We can talk goalies on the market. But who can they trade for? You think they're going to go out and like steal someone's starter? There's no well, one There's there. reclamation projects and then there's getting creative. So I let's, think Stullers is creative. Let's
1: get creative. Let's OK. You know what? Let's get creative. And I just said I wouldn't do John Gibson. So you can't do this one. Well, you know what? Maybe you do go after John Gibson. To me, the, the forerunning part has to be Mrazek goes back the other way,
0: right? right. So there's yes. that gap. Hit. Yes.
1: So, can you figure something out with Anaheim for John Gibson? Yeah, it's going to hurt, but you could.
0: But Gibson makes so much money; he makes six point four million. That's not what the Leafs can afford. So that's why I think dollars. Like we well, have, and we don't live... to pay to retain. Because
1: here's a thing: from Mrazek, he's until twenty twenty seven here's an ugly one that I'm going to throw at you. And this is like peak hockey Twitter. Just like, okay. What if there was a guy who is potentially a Vezina winning goaltender? I showed him multiple times throughout his career and he was okay this year. He had a decent season, but his deal's bad. But if you get them to retain and because they'd have to pay, even if Morassic's coming back, they'd have to add assets to get you to take this goaltender. (laughs) We call the Florida Panthers. <laughs> and, and say, how much do you also give us or retain on Sergey Babarovski if we also send
0: Raskovic back? Oh my god! Why are you being so gross? No way would they could he do that, really?
1: And again, this comes back to like you I like how from,
0: creative you're getting because like what? I like the outside the box thinking here. You're in a hole, like that's the issue, right? Is like
1: you have to like just think of random fucking shit. What else can you do?
0: That's what I'm saying. Like, so it's either my boring answer. So we can go with me. I, I'm saying Stallers, or we can go free agency signed. <laughs> Huso. Bad <laughs> it's so bad. You can sign <laughs> Huso or Marc Andre Fleury, maybe. There's those options.
1: Okay. So Bobrovsky has four years left at 10 mil. You move out Mrazic at 3.5. He is, right? Right. Okay. So it's a six and a half. Uh, Cap hit additional that you're taking then. So you're going up 6.5. So, you know, what I mean, that like you won't count Bobrovsky as 10, you count of as like 6.5 because that's the changing cap, right?
0: Sure. Yeah. So the, you want Bobrovsky on the lease. And, and then like, let's say you get them to
1: retain like 3 million.
0: I don't think so. So
1: it's man. only like a $6 million goalie on the cap.
0: Yeah. I don't know.
1: But that's <laughs> only for the duration that Mrazic said that that counts as that. And then it's like the seven. But I'm just like, I'm just trying to like really a team that has goalies where I wonder is Seattle.
0: They don't uh, have any goalies that interest me.
1: Chris Dreiger makes me wonder. He has two years left at 3.5. He was poo poo in Seattle, but Seattle is poo poo. He was great in Florida, Florida was good. Is. How much does that cost? Is I like I bet you could swap him and Razik pretty easy. I don't think you need to add an asset to get Dryder from Razik.
0: Yeah, yeah, right? they could take the. Isn't that
1: similar deals? And it's just let's see what happens.
0: Yeah, but then we're like you said, we're a, we're a team here as the for an yeah. office. We're looking at a team that should be competing for the cup. And do you feel good going into the season with any of those options?
1: How do you feel with Chris Dreiger and Marc-Andre Fleury as your goal, two goalies?
0: I feel pretty good because I think oh. Marc-Andre Fleury might be the key that we haven't really discussed yet. He's there. They need to go after him. They need to go after him. He's one of those guys that can just turn it on in a series. You don't need him throughout the season. Like We can play our backup 45 games. It doesn't matter. I just need Fleury to get if hot. It's the backup and be will.
1: average, which they've had difficulties doing.
0: Even Schalgren played decent. Yep. They won with him. But it's. <sighs> I think Marc Andre Fleury might be the funnest answer. That's the most realistic because we go the Bobrovsky route or we go. Fleury. It is. Like, no, for sure. That is the
1: most realistic.
0: I hope uh, it happens. Um, do you want to talk some other offseason expectations? Cause I'd love to know who do you think is going to get to brinket or is he staying in Chicago? Cause I've heard that they've listened. They're listening. He's in gone on anyone.
1: He's gone. And honestly, I think it's the right move to move him.
0: you think so? Why is that? Cause he's so, a young player that everyone values getting a goal scorer. Yeah, that's young. He's not going to be young when you're good again though. Right. So you think it's a smart rebuild move for the Chicago.
1: Dude, the amount of assets you're gonna get now for Alex Dubrinka compared to like Alex Dubrinka in three years.
0: He's (laughs) twenty-four.
1: He's twenty-four. He's stole his second deal. So like you're getting him at a cheaper contract. You're on a second contract, so it's gonna be cheaper than what he would be if you waited because then you're trading for him on his third. RFA. He's cheaper. You retain his rights, and he's a fifty goal scorer.
0: He's twenty-four. Twenty-four. That's it. And he's, that's why I'm saying he's one of the premier players And he's 24, if I'm Chicago I don't want to give that up But if I'm going through this long rebuild And I can get all these assets out of him You kind of yes, have to it.
1: And you should And there's teams out there like The New Jersey Devils Maybe not them because they need a center But that's a team who wants to take a next step forward And they're willing to like, give up a lot I make the fun team. of them a lot The Senators They should be calling about to bring it. They should see what the price is they won't like it because they'll want to offer up like, I don't know, Michael Delzato and a third and Connor Brown and think it's a fair fucking package for Demerica.
0: Yeah, we don't need to get on to Twitter again, but Sense <laughs> Twitter, if you're listening, you guys aren't the greatest at trade scenarios or trade mock-ups. No team, no
1: fan team, no team fan is. I just proposed Bobrovsky to the Leafs, but...
0: Pierre Engvall, um, Jeremy Bracco, and a third.
1: Yeah, like...
0: <laughs> it's, we're gonna see a lot of those
1: and I don't know I, I don't know what team he goes to but like a team like Ottawa should be in the mix oh fuck you know who's gonna be in the mix for sure though so, I don't think they've got the pieces to pull it off I don't know what their prospect pulls like but like Philly Philly wants to be competitive
0: oh right it's like, a young guy right a young guy to build around they GM loves to trade Fletcher loves to trade like Oh my God! So, and Chicago could get Phillies unprotected first this year because Chicago doesn't have a first in 2022, but has two firsts oh in my 2023. God, they should be
1: calling Philadelphia about Alex DeBrinca. They they got all they they should be flung that at them unprotected first next year. If Chicago has Tampa
0: and Chicago's <laughs> first next year, you have a third one in there. Load up, try to get Bedard. They should. They absolutely. Like, if you, you have show. Phillies and Chicago's, you have a good chance of having two people yep. in the, the lottery. So and any team deep, should deep go draft. after so you Philly. If
1: you don't get one or two, like you are in, a, in an extremely deep draft where it's all amazing players.
0: Like oh, that's it. And Philly would like Philly fans wouldn't even hate it that much. Cause they're getting to bring it back. Like they could see it. You know how Philly is too about their teams. They Like I'm an Eagles fan. You in philadelphia everyone knows we overhype our teams a bit too much
1: but that's uh, yeah
0: that'd be funny eh?
1: it would that's uh they should be calling every day um what other offs oh you know what speaking of the panthers because i did allude to them earlier what's where what are they doing this offseason uh, panicking by the looks of it
0: why is that just the
1: cap space problem Cap space issues, the fact that they fired the coach. Yeah, I'm torn. Part of me goes, "Why did you not keep Brunet? He had this amazing thing. You're going to get rid of him because of a bad four games, a bad week,
0: also a bad week against Vasilevsky, who did that to eleven other teams in the making towards the Stanley Cup final this year.
1: (laughs) And then I think, and then part of me goes, "Well, it's a coach who was an interim coach, and bad week or not, you scored three goals." I don't care. Like You won the President's Trophy and had the most goals in the entire NHL. Fucking score. Figure it out. No excuses. So, What side are you on, then? You kind of see both sides? I see both sides. And where I'm going with this is this. If it stops at the coach, I don't have an issue with it. That's, to me, honest to God, that's reasonable enough. I can see it. And how we're going to go from Chicago, though, to here is that, do you remember when Chicago lost against Nashville and only scored three goals in four games? I and do remember that blew it up and have been shit ever since. Yes. Who built the Chicago Blackhawks? Oh my God. Dale Talon. It was what's his face uh, Bowman, but Dale Talon like built that team.
0: Did he? Okay. So I didn't know that. Okay. Dave Talon yep. built that Dale,
1: team. Dale, Dale Talon did. Yeah. And then Dale. we see now. We'll get to that. Then he <laughs> went to the, I'm not happy about that. Then he went to the Florida Panthers. Right. And
0: so there's a connection there, you think?
1: He, well, he destroyed that team, but, but he brought in a lot of like Chicago players. And I wonder how much like that Chicago mindset's there. He left because he was like terrible at his job and also raised So we got fired. Um, mm. And then we got some stats guys who took over. And then, oh, right. And then as far as what Talon's moves over us with the Panthers, like that's where that Riley Smith and Marcus so to the Knights came from. Like that was him. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. But he brought in a lot of people there. So I don't know. I wonder how much of that Chicago thinking is still there and just blowing it all up, man, after like four games.
0: You're worried they might blow it up, eh?
1: Well, that's where I'm at in that if it's just the coach, I'm fine. But if this is indicative of something more coming, I'd be worried. And we know they're going to have to make a lot of moves because they're in a cap crunch.
0: So, what do you do? Do you blow it up or do you do what Tampa did and stick it together? Cause like both have seen... what you do. Yeah.
1: Well, that's the and Chicago part shows you
0: not to blow it exactly. up. Right.
1: We have examples of both and those apply to the Leafs too, but yeah. we, we see what to do. You don't blow it up. Um, and I don't know. It seems with Florida,
0: I'm getting a vibe that they're going to try and blow it up. Hmm. I, you know what? That'd be really cool. I'll clip it if they do. If they start sending people like crazy. You'll be the first source to ever set it. Because I don't they think many have, people are on that yet.
1: They've got Claude Giroux up. They have Mason uh, Marchman up. Nolachari. Ben Sherat. Robert Haig. Like, there's players. It's not a whole lot, honestly, that they have I moving. Mean, like, Giroux a big one. And we'll see if they can keep him or Marchman. Thorns up. Um, do you think,
0: um, Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I okay. just I I wanted to transition. Do you think Pasternak will sign long term with the Bruins this offseason?
1: Is he or okay right now?
0: Isn't he a one isn't he one year out and like starts like can, can be extended?
1: I think he will stay on that team so long as Bergeron is there.
0: Because Bergeron only has a
1: one year, it looks like. Bergeron came back too, as far as I'm concerned. Bergeron came back so that he wouldn't fuck over the, um, like, so that the Bruins wouldn't be fucked with Adam.
0: You think he looked at the team and it's like, yeah, they need me. I think they said like, we need you dude. And he went like, oh, fuck, like, okay, I'll come back one more year. Yeah. He's, um, one more year for Pasta, So he can be extended this off season. But if pasta looks at this team and Bruins, this is your best player at this point. Do you let him get to next year? Do you let him play the year and then be a free agent next year? Because I would be very worried about him starting the year without an extension. And you should be. I think I think they they sign him. Do they sign him to a stupid Bruins contract where they get this superstar for six million dollars every year? Remember when he that quote when he said, "Oh, uh, sorry, (laughs) he said hockey doesn't or money doesn't matter too much to me. Hockey matters."
1: That was a myth then it's easy to say that when you're making $6 million. I don't, I think he goes to the bag and it's just Bergeron's gone. Like that's a big part of why I, I think that is just that for a long time, I was, how are you, how are you going to ask for more than Patrice Bergeron?
0: Yeah, exactly. That's Patrice Bergeron.
1: You want more than him? Now I know people are going to say, well, what about Brad Marshall? You're going to go, you want more than him? Who's better player? David Pasternak or David Marshall or Brad Marshall? Sorry.
0: Who's more valuable to your team going forward, Pasternak? Yes. There you go. Yeah,
1: that, that's it. That's where it ends.
0: Yeah, you're right. That's where it should end. That's where he's end. Pasternak. Who's already making more money? Is Pasternak already making more money? Oh yeah, yeah. he is. He is he makes making 500k more. more. Yeah, so you can You gotta give him a raise.
1: mm mm-hmm.
0: Hmm. You have to. So, like, his next deal has to start with a nine, right? If it doesn't start with a nine, then Boston's tampering. Eight or nine? It <laughs> has to start with nine, if not ten. Pasta is one of the premier goal scorers in the league when healthy.
1: Well, that's the key part, right? When?
0: Yeah. When? I hope I he's hope he's not on Boston. I he's... want Boston to go down the drain. And he's good, so I prefer him somewhere else. I
1: think he'll I think he leaves, but I think they'll sign him and trade him.
0: I wonder what New Jersey does this offseason. You kind of made me wonder when you brought well, them up earlier. They, I want to go into teams, players on right? that were
1: available and like kind of go through that because we know that Fiala is going to get traded. Okay. Where does Fiala go? Is that somebody who New Jersey looks at? I think New Jersey's looking more center. They need a centerman. So wing, like they'll take either. I think they're looking at some. Well, we know who I think they want because we know who they want. I don't. I haven't seen anything with them, and well, we know they want JT Miller. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I haven't seen anything with them in Fiala. The big one I have seen with Fiala has been uh, Ottawa. Oh yeah, yeah. There definitely is like smoke. There's like there's a lot of smoke there, and there's smoke for a reason. Like there, I think it was Michael Russo, the athletic writer, was saying like there have been discussions. (sighs) I don't know where fiala goes ottawa does seem like a likely destination as much as like i shot on them
0: cora mm-hmm. i uh, think new jersey and ottawa will be in the running for a lot of the same players dude philly new jersey philly and ottawa you think all in the
1: same boat yeah because it's teams that want to make the playoffs they want to take that next step forward and they have to be aggressive in doing so
0: so um, i think one of those three teams overpaced nachushkin
1: uh, Philadelphia, F- Philly. Does Philly. I don't know if Philly has a cap space, but you're telling me that the guy who signed Ryan Souter and Zach Parise isn't going to go and give a whole big bag of money to Valerie Juchuskin?
0: Yeah. So, I think you're right. One of those three teams will do it. What about Kadri? Is one of those three teams going to overpay Kadri?
1: We know Philly's interested in Kadri. Uh, Philly's Montreal. interested in everybody they at are. this point. Philly, yeah. New Jersey... No, um,
0: Montreal would because he's from Montreal. He was, he's cheered Montreal for-
1: was interested before when Mark Bergerman was still in. Is when I remember seeing reports being like, Montreal wants him, Montreal wants him. I haven't seen as much as that since Kent Hughes took over, and that's either because Kent Hughes is a smart guy who's going, We're not good enough to be going after him. Well, we know Kent Hughes is a smart guy, he's an agent, he's smart,
0: he's done nothing but great moves so far.
1: Yep. But I also think about a Brian Burke, I don't know if you want to call it a quote, but it was his rationale behind the Phil Castle trade. And it's why he'd still make that trade today. He's wrong in saying that because like, it was a bad trade, but I understand right. the rationale. And it's that you need to have a reason to put people in the stands. Mm-hmm. You still need to sell seats. Like, It's still about money and entertainment and bringing people in. So you want about the Phil Kessel trade. Phil brought people
0: in. I bought a Kessel jersey when I was a kid.
1: Who didn't like Kessel? A lot of people didn't like Kessel. But, like, who didn't like watching him play?
0: Exactly. He was, he entertaining. was a superstar when he was on the Leafs, too.
1: No media is bad media, right?
0: <laughs> that's great. Right.
1: And that's what Phil brought. So, do I think it's possible that Kent Hughes might look at Nas and go, there's a guy who could potentially be a first-line center, you know, weak first-line center, mm-hmm. um, but is able to bring people in? Yeah. And it's going to be a bit of a stop cap. You still need a guy that's going to play top six minutes on your top line. <clears throat> and I don't know. Part of me goes, is Nick Suzuki ready for that role?
0: No, mm. I don't
1: think Nick Suzuki based on the season. No, Nick you Suzuki's-
0: don't, you clearly don't look at the playoff teams and be like, yeah, he should be our first line center. Exactly. Right now.
1: So like Nick Suzuki is not a first line center. And even on a rebuilding team, like you want to protect the players and their minutes. Like, you don't want Nick Suzuki getting crunched on first line minutes against top pair. Like he's I not
0: bad so. though. I don't want Montreal. Finals no, to clip he's this. a great
1: player. That's a guy who I'd be excited. Second line center. Absolutely. Absolutely. absolutely.
0: Yeah. He's better than Qadri in the future. I believe.
1: Oh yeah. People expecting Shane Wright to come in and be like, lighted up. No dude, he should be your third line center.
0: Yeah, I agreed.
1: That's where you should be penciling him in. So is Nas a great guy for both of those players to learn from. Yeah, absolutely. That's a guy who has been through with the media in Toronto. Right, he knows what it means to be a Hab, not because he's been a Hab, but because he was a fucking Montreal Canadiens fan growing up. Right, He's won a Stanley Cup. He plays at that edge. He's <laughs> amazing defensively. He's a, He is a great option for
0: that team. He might be worth overpaying so you can have your young guys learn from him.
1: And it's all about your term with that, right? You can't give him seven years, and Nas might be looking for seven years. Who knows if he actually gets it? Um... I don't know does Nas get 8 how much does he get AAV I- 8 or 9 I think he gets 8 mil he's a center who had wasn't he on 100 point pace
0: yep you're not and gonna pay him scored, 9 million he scored 30 goals several times in the past you know dude it's at least 8 8 by 5 it starts right? with an 8 no question I don't care what year it starts with an 8 8.5 I feel like we're closer to 8.5 than 8 I bet you're right I got you're closer to 9 than 8 if you yeah. were to yeah Pull me. So, are you willing to do that for four or five, six years?
1: Four one years, more, absolutely.
0: One more thing before we get off offseason expectations, because we've been going at it for a little bit now. We
1: we gotta touch Canucks stuff there too.
0: Yeah, we'll go Canucks. Okay, we'll just we'll talk another day. Let's talk Canucks. Where do you think they're doing with the top six? Is JT Miller? the obvious candidate. And is there any chance that they lose Besser or Horvat instead?
1: Yes. Not instead. It is oh, really? Going
0: to be, yeah. So yeah. let's start with Miller then and get into that. Is Miller for sure gone? I was gone.
1: Okay. Miller, Miller is gone. I don't know if you've been seeing a lot of the wording this past week that's been coming out of Sportsnet 650 And a lot of the media, um, I think no. free said something on 32 thoughts, but then he had a follow-up being like, I'm shocked at how many people are surprised that the Canucks are listening. Um, maybe it was Cyprios. I can't remember, but there was a media member who came forward and said like they actually confirmed the Canucks are listening to offers on JT Miller and that they've been doing so since February. Now that didn't shock me. Like we knew that. Shocked a lot of people um that the Canucks were actually like listening and wanting to know what was going on. Like this is the first report we have being like, yes, you're listening. Since then um rutherford's gone on radio shows the assistant one of the assistant general managers there ryan johnson's uh, ryan johnson's also gone on um and they've been asked straight up does it make sense to sign jt miller what's gonna happen with jt miller and they go they go well it's something where we have to see if it makes sense because unfortunately it might not
0: right so dude, if you no. have some
1: yeah what do you and then what do you think about j for we love but we are we're gonna keep him
0: <laughs> yeah dude so you can read, read between the, the
1: lines those are two right. very different things like jt miller's gone and right. okay he's gone not that, i don't think it's that he hates vancouver or that that vancouver doesn't want him vancouver's gonna give him a legitimate offer yeah like that's been a report too is that vancouver's gonna give him an offer where you're gonna hear it and you're gonna go that's not unreasonable like it's not like saying hey jt do you want to stay for mel
0: Like right.
1: don't make him a real offer That guy could go get nine.
0: Yeah, he could. (sighs) He He could also go compete for a uh, Stanley Cup this year. Yep. Which is what he really wants. Yep. So I think JT's gone.
1: I I know JT. He is traded. It's a matter of when do they trade him. Okay. Uh, That's why I'm excited for the draft. I think that we're going to see him move by the draft. There's been reports saying that the Canucks can see. They don't think it has to be done by the draft and that they can picture it moving on later into the uh, summer and later into the off season. But even then, to me, that wording screams, he's not here at the start of next season.
0: Right. It does scream that.
1: I don't think they want to let it get till next draft or next, not next draft, sorry, next deadline, just because you only get JT Miller for what, 20 games plus a playoff run.
0: And it sounds like Canucks fans have kind of come to the realization that that's going to happen. But does Besser and Horvat leaving not scare the shit out of you guys?
1: Well, here's the other part. So when I said earlier with who leaves, it's two of JT Miller, Connor Garland, Bo Horvat, and Brock Besser.
0: For cap reasons?
1: For cap and just for rebuilding and what those assets back are, you move two of those four. JT Miller's one. So then of the remaining three, who do you move between Garland, Horvat, and Besser? Garland,
0: in my opinion.
1: But it's a debate. That's what I think as well. Um, what makes it tougher is that uh, you've got Horvat who's turning 30 soon. It's still Bo Horvat, that's your captain. I don't think he's a not,
0: not That's not too bad. Old.
1: No, you keep Bo. I think yeah. you keep Bo, and everything they said, like they love Bo. Like Bo is not leaving, so then it's Garland or Besser. Garland is signed at that nice, what is it, five by five or
0: like four and a half?
1: Oh, like he put up 50 something points this year with
0: no power play time. And he's a pesky son of a gun too. He's like he's a Hyman type.
1: I didn't realize how much I was gonna love Connor Garland when that trade
0: happened. I love Connor Garland. Yeah, he's That's awesome. It. But
1: he's small. And I'm not all you gotta be big, because like he does not play like he's small.
0: Do they have you a problem small. with it?
1: No, but I think they wanna get bigger, and that like is one thing that plays into it, and it's it's something to keep in mind because like Garland's great at like spinning guys off. Like you see the how take him, man. I've never Leafs seen a guy spin take him. like that. I've never seen a guy spin like that in the corners. It's He's like got a great play- footwork. Style of hockey. But then like that fits into how he plays the game and how he fits. He didn't play well with Patterson and that style doesn't suit Bo's game. So there's the top two center men. Where are you playing? Third
0: line? <clears throat> and you know what? His his gameplay his style if you will suits a lot of better teams or not better teams other teams better sorry
1: it does he's very east west yeah and the canucks right now outside of pd are very north south so i could see him working really well on the leafs actually yeah, i think i would be great on the leafs
0: i think so um,
1: with power play time though that guy hit 65 70 points like that's a really good hockey player um and then looking at besser they're the same age I don't know if it's the heart. I like Besser. I would I would prefer to keep Besser over Garland. Mm-hmm. Um, just in that I think Brock has a higher ceiling. Um, so you think it might be Besser. But then the issue with Besser is what his contract is. He costs more. Jim Benning is not a very good general manager. And the last contract that he signed Brock Besser to means that Brock's qualifying offer is $7.5 million. There are only 33 wingers, I believe, in the NHL that make more than
0: seven and a half million. And if there's 32 teams in the NHL, that suggests that by average, that's not a really great set, but he'd be like a top line winger Kane, the Kane, this way. Number one winger on average. Any NHL
1: team. On average, right? That that's the average number one winger salary for in the NHL. Yeah. At the Broncos low end. Crowd.
0: The low end, but yeah. yeah. The low, low end top winger. So your options are to
1: qualify him for one year of 7.5, negotiate a deal with him, or do arbitration. Arbitration destroys your um, relationship with the player. And seeing as Besser's, you know, his father just passed, he's had a really tough, he had a tough year this year, which no wonder his point totals were so low and how his play was given the season he's had. Both uh, teams just want to avoid side.
0: arbitration for sure.
1: That's not what you want to do. So there's that. Can you come to some agreement with them? I think so. You, the target to me is three years. You make a three year deal with him and then you trade Garland out of that top six.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. We'll see what they do.
1: There's been no news with a Besser extension and talks, which scares me, but they could do it. And I think I, I don't know, we'll see, but I think Garland might be the one on the outs. Um, But then the other two that I want to bring attention to quickly, A, is Tanner Pearson. Okay. Who just put up 50 points. Um, Not the best contract either. Jimbo left us with that one before he left us. Um, Current deal was 3 by 325 I believe, if I have it right. So it's two years left. Yeah, at 3.25. Like I said, he did just hit 50. That being said, at last year's deadline, before that extension was signed, the were reportedly offered a second round pick for Tanner Pearson.
0: Right. And you think you would have taken that dude in a heartbeat, a second round pick for a third liner and cap space, you know, which you use, use elsewhere, probably so, solve your problems. Right. Yeah. It's a good point. Can you still get that deal. Can uh, you at least take a fourth instead and cut the losses? Well, or do you uh, not want that?
1: Well, like I said, like he's sort of—I said fifty points. Sorry, he had thirty-four points in sixty-eight games this year.
0: Fifty-point pace, maybe no forty-five-point pace.
1: That's still a good player. Yeah, that's what Connor Garland was on pace for. Yeah, right. Like now, those are two guys on different ends of their careers, but I still think you could get a third. You could potentially get a second for a guy like that.
0: You take 40 points in your third line as a contending team. Look what Tampa shelled out for their third line every single year at the deadline, right? Hey, hey, would you like a 40.2 time Stanley cup winning uh third liner? Um, I think so. Yeah, I would. All I need is a third round pick. There hey old go. hockey
1: man. Would you like this? <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, old Okay, hockey
0: sure. Man. Like I'll take it.
1: So I think Pearson's a guy you can move. And the only other thing I wanted to say there is that, um, Rutherford's traded him twice in his career.
0: That'd be funny if you traded him three times.
1: Yeah. So watch out there, Tanner. I think that, and from what I've seen too, is that it looks like the Canucks have asked Tanner about, like I have asked Pearson about like, what are you willing to do there? Right. Because Jimbo also gave him a no
0: trade. Of course. uh, On there. That is awesome that he's going to get traded three times by the same GM. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. And the last guy I wanted to bring attention to, a seven-team no-trade list. Oh, my God. Okay. Don't do too much, Vancouver. We have plenty of offseason left. So the last guy who they could, and we'll
1: see if they do, is defenseman. Top four defenseman. Right hand. Right hand shot. Tyler Myers.
0: Oh, my goodness. Frank Valley. Sarah
1: Spaghetti. Frank Spaghetti, he who broke the entire Seattle Kraken team before they were uh even <laughs> announced. It's
0: so funny that he did that.
1: Um, not only did he say that they could trade Tyler Myers right now, but that they could they could get a real asset back.
0: Vancouver fans
1: be salivating. So that's not we have to give something up. That's like you get something for Tyler Myers right now. And is it really that much of a wonder? Like it's a right defenseman who like is a like he's number four or five, but 6'5". <coughs> Sorry, my bad. Right-hand, right-hand D. shot. Yep. Plays mobility, like speed, size, like...
0: Sometimes size it all, is all it takes with NHL GMs, too.
1: Yeah, it, it is. Like Rasmus Ristolainen. And that was Must kind of my good. thinking of people going, oh, we're going to have to add to Myers. Dude, Ristolainen got assets.
0: You yeah. know what I mean? Like Myers brings yeah. us something.
1: Like Ristolainen plays minutes. So... I think that's someone who to watch out for. The only thing there is if you trade Myers, who plays his 25 minutes that he plays a night on the right hand side.
0: You're gonna need someone back.
1: That leaves you with Hughes, OEL, Durf, Travis Dermott, Luke Shen, Jack Rathbone, and then like Kyle Burroughs, like another depth defenseman. Like you need to have another top four. So if you're able to trade JT Miller and get like that Braden Schneider piece or uh I don't know. Maybe you're able to... John Marino, someone that the Canucks have been linked to a bunch, as he might be on the outs in Pittsburgh.
0: That might be the way. The way.
1: If you get John Marino, and then also... So I don't know how you get Marino and Schneider. That's the dream, is that you get both of them somehow. But right. You need a defenseman to replace Myers. Otherwise, I don't know if it makes sense right now, because you still need someone to eat those minutes. If you had offered a second for Myers, I think you'd take it. But... Um, it's what do we do, and and then who trades for them too, right? And again, the team that wants to make playoffs and need a to top four, right, D? Ottawa Senators? <laughs> Dude, they gave up a third for Travis Hammond. Like, I could see them being interested in Myers.
0: I hope so, man. I hope so, because I like when Sens fans have to rationalize bad trades.
1: Yeah, and really, really, is Myers bad for two years at 6 mil?
0: No. Not for the Senators, who you know aren't going to spend to the cap.
1: No, not for them. Even if, dude, even if they don't trade him this year and they trade him on his expiring deal, you're going to the Stanley Cup playoffs and your team just traded for Tyler Myers for your bottom pairing and he's going to run your second power play. If I'm the least, I don't hate that. No, I don't hate that either. It's one year. It's going to be 20 games and some playoff games. Fuck he's it. not like he makes some stupid defensive plays. Don't come around. Like, I sometimes hate watching Tyler Myers play, but. It's but not the worst. You
0: make him your five six guy, like you said, on a Stanley Cup team. That's you know you need defensive depth. That could be yeah. a trade deadline piece.
1: That's a that's a good, decent piece there. So the Canucks, I'm really excited to watch for obviously because it's my team, but just with what they do in um, this offseason in a whole, I think we're going to see a lot of movement. I think it's going to be the one of the better ones we've had in a while.
0: Right on. Um, I'd like to give a shout out to Lazen Name. Some guy on Twitter who follows us. He is the winner of the NHL loose change bracket challenge. Brandon, he had all the right picks. He picked Colorado to win over Tampa Bay. The only thing he picked wrong was Minnesota over St. Louis in the first round, probably because he listened to this podcast and we told him to. That was the right move to take. Unfortunately, it wasn't the right move to take. (laughs) However, I would do it again. (laughs) Going back, I do want to watch Kaprasov and cheer for him, so... Yeah. Uh, I think we could uh, talk a bit more about the scope of the playoffs next week when you have all the boys back. We can mm-hmm. talk about more offseason moves. Um, I'd love to get your opinion, Braden, in the first ever segment of Braden's relationship advice. Sarah. So we ha- posted a clip on our Instagram and Twitter. Um, Apparently, there's someone, only one person that reached out that is in need of some relationship advice. And we are here to have Brayden, the host of Brain's Love Corner, fix your relationship problem. Emma writes in. Hey, Brayden. Excited to see you're uh, doing this relationship advice for me. I have a boyfriend. I'm in high school. He likes girls Instagram pages right in front of me as if i'm not there and let's say say that these pictures are a bit risky sometimes is this me overreacting or should i say something to this guy
1: oh man Thanks. i thought this was i thought when you told me this question in the pre-show i thought that this was a guy asking about his girlfriend i didn't know it was a girl saying am i like is there something wrong with me no yeah so- there's something wrong with you don't get mad at a dude for liking posts on instagram no, that's yeah, not something that girls should worry about. And... No, no, okay. Now here's the thing. Here's the realistic. Brayden's gonna. I'm gonna guide you through this.
0: All right. You're in high.
1: You're in high school. You're not very like mature yet on the relationship side of things. It's natural to feel jealous. It's natural to not be too happy with that. It's right. natural to feel like that attention's going elsewhere, and that that might mean, oh, he likes other girls more than me, or oh, I'm scared he's gonna cheat. I don't fucking know. That being said. It means none of that. It means none of that. Did you go watch Top Gun? <laughs> have you liked any pictures of Miles Teller with that dirty mustache of his with those shades? If you have, you've committed the same sin. Because guess what? Everybody checks out other people.
0: Ain't no shame in liking a pic.
1: Ain't no shame in liking him. And here's the thing. Is that to say that he's liking these pictures because he's uh, attracted to them on that level? I'm not going to say yes or no to that. But regardless, like, he's with you. Be confident in that.
0: Be secure in that.
1: Because once you start questioning that, you're done. Like, that's going to kill the relationship. So. Trust is key. It is. Trust is key. And that's the important part there. Like, you can't be worried about, oh, they're liking some other person's bags. Hey, do you know the people? Are they just people you go to high school with? Everybody likes them. I'm speaking as a guy here. Like, I like so much shit on Instagram. I like everything that's on my timeline. I don't look at half of it. I just double tap. And keep scrolling, double tap, keep scrolling, double tap, keep scrolling. Right. So there's a strong chance you're not even looking. If They'll it, read into like it. An, now, when there's risque, what, it's a chicken and bikini?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm he, assuming that's what she <clears> means. Yeah, probably, like, I'm sure it's not like nude pictures. No, but like if it's nude pictures, yeah, maybe there's an issue. It's probably but not on Instagram, I guess. No, man, right, it, it's
1: just like, dude, it's a high school kid who's like in chicks and bikinis. Like, even if it's just models he follows, like, now look, in high school, is it okay for a dude to like follow models on Instagram and like those? Yeah, I think that's normal because like you're a teenager and you're just like still figuring shit out and like you're just always like down for it. If you're like a 24-year-old man and you're still following like European models on Instagram.
0: <laughs> no go?
1: There's something wrong with you. Like, I'm sorry, you gotta like it's there's no go. That's a red flag. Like, even honestly, I'm concerned Ooh, okay. to leave Instagram at this point because part of me is like that's a kind of a red flag having Instagram at this part. But is a school? red
0: flag having Instagram.
1: A little bit. It's a little, it's like Maybe it's not a red flag to have it. It's an extremely green flag if you don't have it. Um, Interesting. For high school? No, like, you should not be worried about that at all. If you shouldn't be worried and you should stop worrying about it. If uh, he's still he's liking done.
0: pictures seven years from now, uh oh. <laughs> yeah, like, that's fine if you still have
1: Like, right now, I've got enough, like, you've heard me, Tyler, where I say what I'm looking for in my next relationship is exactly what this person I want a girl who's gonna yell at me for liking other girls pics because I want someone who's crazy and is gonna yell at me and is just gonna like absolutely like make me feel like shit at all times of the day because I've had too much stability and a key component of that is that they have to yell at me for liking other girls Instagram pics right <laughs> because like that's a key signature like kind of toxic move so like no like do not be mad at him for that let him like it like whatever you, you can try having a discussion with him if you want I wouldn't suggest it I wouldn't just accept that like they're going to like other stuff. You're you're going to like other stuff. Like, I don't know. You've probably still checked out other dudes like walking around going, all that guy's cute. He's got a nice, tight
0: little ass. I mean, There's nothing cheap. to it. Nothing and that's Braden's relationship advice. I think I sign off on all of that. I agree. 100 percent, Braden. Good advice. And if you have any more questions you want to get your relationship fixed, DM us at pod loose change. We will fix your life in next week's episode. I mean, Brayden, it was fun. You and me. I'm excited to have Kai and Stuart back next week. Is there anything else you want to say to the listeners um, before we go?
1: I think this is our best episode
0: yet. <laughs> I think so, too. Um, I also genuinely like the listeners that are listening. This podcast is something that I've been thinking about creating. We've been talking about it, Braden, for what, years now? Mm-hmm. It's going super great. I'm so thankful that I actually have a few people listening. I'm not sure if any of you guys made it to this point of this podcast. Kind of doubt it compared to other ones. But if you made it here, thank you so much. You guys are the best fans around. And...